Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mercy Rule, a sports show hosted by Dave Martinson and the keeper of the hot takes, Jeff Loudenschlager. Each and every Thursday, Dave and Jeff break down the hottest topics in sports, telling you what you need to know and other stuff you probably didn't need. If you like the sound of that, follow the show at soundcloud.com slash mercy rule and subscribe on iTunes today. Okay. Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, she's so thirsty. I'm in that 2C limbo with your girl. She trying to jerk me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 73 of Mercy Rule, weekly sports podcast from Dave Martinson and the keeper of the hot takes, Jeff Lounschlager. Jeff, how are you doing this evening? Dave, I'm doing wonderful. It's coming close to the holiday season. All kinds of basketball are in full swing and oh, basketball. Yeah. I think basketball is my new favorite sport, Dave. Yeah, you said that a few weeks ago yeah. on SoundCloud.com slash Mercy Rule. Check that out. And you know what, Dave? It's good to see you. It's good to be back in the studio. It's been a couple weeks, so I'm happy we're back and going at it again. Yeah, absolutely. We got MLB winter meetings, free agency stuff that's happening. Get to that. As yeah, the playoffs are right around the corner. Yeah, as soon as the big you know, free agent sign, we'll get to that. NFL playoffs almost here. But in the meantime... We're going to look back on 2016, an eventful year in all facets a lot of, of culture. A lot of, good, yeah, a lot of good sports stories this year, Dave. Just hitting it right off out of the park to begin with. I think one of the, probably the most monumental was the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. I mean, they went so long without winning a World Series. So we're winning it. Yeah. Even being there, 1945 was the last time they even were there. Yeah. So it was nice to see the curse of the Billy Goat. Yeah, now come I, to an end. it's pretty surreal that they did end up winning, but I don't know, I, I still kind of wish that they didn't win this year. I kind of was rooting for Cleveland just because I wanted to give LeBron partial credit for Cleveland sports <laughs> with another championship. I just want to see Cleveland suffer. But also, this Cubs team is really, really good, right? Yeah. Even if they let Chapman go for agency, he's mm-hmm. like their only big free agent, Right. we'll let Fowler go too, but even if they let those guys go, they're still the favorite if they don't add anyone. Oh, absolutely. But they're such a good team. They're so set up to be very good for the next few years. Right. And offense in particular is quite young. So, I don't know. I feel like I kind of wanted to build the suspense. Hey, it's like, oh, yeah, like we knew that Cubs team was going to get it, and they finally got it. Not you know what they probably would have done is probably went out and got somebody else. Yeah. Just to add on to that roster. I figured, But you now know, you got to wonder if they're going to settle with what they have. Because I still think there's areas of improvement, of course. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they try to address those needs. Because yeah. they're not paying that much money when you're looking at the grand scheme of things. No. The I young mean, talent. Bryant, Rizzo. Rizzo has like a cheap extension. Bryant's on, he's not even arbitration eligible yet. Baez is cheap as hell. Right. They're all really good. I mean, their money's all tied up in like John Lester and Hayward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they have some money to throw around. So, I mean, we could still see the Cubs make another splash. But it'll be interesting to see if they make that splash, because they certainly can. But mm-hmm. if they don't, are we watching them just kind of coast now? Yeah, we'll see where Chapman ends up. Apparently, they're not really interested in bringing him back. And no. Chapman said he wants a six-year deal. Probably won't get it, but he's only 28, so it's not the most outrageous thing. No, he throws hard, though, and the problem with throwing hard is it's easy to throw out your arm. Though. Yeah. So well, they, they, be... they did it to him in the World Series, remember? Yeah. Basically kept Cleveland in it. We know that. Yeah. I don't know. Looking back, if the Indians had won it, I just don't see, like, the Indians don't jump out at me as an AL contender next year any more than any of the other good AL teams, no. because they're like the Royals a few years ago. They kind of caught lightning in a bottle. I mean, when we did our baseball playoffs predictions, and then when we checked back in on them at soundcloud.com slash Percy Rule, we wrote the Indians off because they didn't have Carrasco and Salazar. In, right, because I picked them in the beginning of the season right. to make the playoffs, 
But then we did write them off because, yeah, they didn't have and, two of their And the offense team. still isn't impressive. I just no. feel like they, they were getting lucky. I mean, yeah, like, I, I like Mike Napoli was one of their best RBI, best, you know, productive hitters. I don't see that happening again, even if, if they do keep him. I'll tell you, maybe it's just Mike Napoli because when the Red Sox went <laughs> to the World Series not too long ago, their hitting was atrocious. I'm pretty sure it was against the Cardinals just recently. What, two years ago? Yeah. The three years? No, three years ago. Yeah, three years but ago. But their hitting was atrocious. Poppy hit a 300. Everyone else hit under a 200. Mm-hmm. And Napoli was the one who got the go-ahead RBIs in the games. Oh, yeah, that was the, the year, the, the fear the beard year. Right. Right, right. But yeah, now the Red Sox got Chris Sale. But we'll talk more about that when we talk about MLB free agency very soon, later this month. So let's see. So, yeah, Cubs, historic win on so many levels. Best team in baseball wins the World Series. I guess I'm just being nitpicky when saying I didn't really want them to win. Obviously, it's incredibly awesome. Absolutely. And Theo Epstein, probably the best GM ever because he broke oh. the Boston curse, the Bambi, curse of the Bambino, and now the Billy Goat. Without question. And obviously, the way he makes his teams, conducts his business, very smart guy anyway. So, leading into that, I have a quartet, Jeff. Whoa. Not three things, not five things, but four things NBA-related that I think are some of the biggest stories of the year. And Go they're on. actually all pretty related. So, Golden State Warriors, as we all know, went 73-9 and last season. Yep. It's one more win than the 1995-1996 Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. winning his team in regular season history. Mm-hmm. That was looked upon as an unbreakable record, partially due to the mystique of Jordan, but also because it's insane to win that many games. Oh, absolutely. In the NBA. Well, how do you think about that now that we're already in a new season? Right. I was very obviously very impressed by it. I didn't think they were going to do it, and they did. And... Honestly, I might go down saying that they are the best team in NBA history. No, they didn't. And as I'm sure that your next point, they didn't really, they kind of choked in the finals. 3-1 lead. We know that too. But at the same time, when you're looking at the two teams and you're looking at the NBA as a whole, Mm -hmm. looking at it when Jordan did it and looking at it when these Warriors did it, I feel like the NBA now is more competitive than the NBA was then. Definitely. I mean, like all these extra teams. Like when Jordan was playing in these finals... Mm -hmm. He didn't play against a LeBron. There's more talent in the NBA now than there ever was before. That's Absolutely. undeniable. Whether which you is, like the style of play is one thing, but it, an NBA has never been more talented. Right, which is why I think it was harder to do what the Warriors did than it is right. what the what George, than the Bulls did. Yeah. I think the talent really puts this achievement on a whole new yeah. level. Yeah, I mean, part of that's Curry actually earning an MVP, obviously. If you've listened to the Mercy Rule for a long time, you know that we're not a fan of Curry's first MVP. No, sure went to Harden. (laughs) Absolutely. But he definitely was incredible last season. But just uh, the whole team, the way that that team plays, and I guess they didn't pioneer, but they perfected small ball uh, with their lineup of death. Draymond Green's versatility being so important. Obviously, we all know this, as you said before, Jeff. Next big story is the fact that the best team in regular season history, and probably the best team ever, Mm -hmm. at least one of them, did not win the, the finals. They blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is the first 3-1 comeback in NBA Finals history. Wow. And that was the most watched NBA Finals of all time mm-hmm. in terms of ratings. And it was also Cleveland Sports' first championship since 1964 in any of the four major sports. Right. So multiple layers to that one. You really got to chalk that up as... LeBron Absolutely. willing his team to win, but as you know, it's funny because when we really when we, we predicted that they were they weren't going to win it out when the three one lead happened. Of course, we were more down on Kyrie's play, but Kyrie and Kevin Love stepped up and mm-hmm. been doing it again this season. And Tristan Thompson's versatility really shown, and everyone kind of 
shut up about that big contract he got before oh, yeah. the season. Well, I mean, he was good in last year's playoffs, too, and that's what got him the big contract in the first place. Yeah. So his regular season play was never usually stellar, but he always showed up when he needed mm-hmm. to in the playoffs. And I think this championship really puts another argument in for the LeBron versus Jordan argument. Definitely. Because Jordan... Three, three rings now. Yeah, and when Jordan played, he never played a team like Golden State. Definitely not. not alone, let alone did he not play a... As from the Warriors standpoint, he never played a LeBron. He never played a team as talented as the Warriors. Right. Or anywhere close to the comparison. Mm-hmm. When Jordan was running the NBA, it was the Bulls and everybody else. Yeah, there, there, were, of, there were a lot of good players. Actually, a lot of Hall of Famers around competing against him, but the teams were never quite as right. good as the Warriors. Yeah, were it was a very high and low kind of thing. Like there was a lot of high level players, a lot of low players, and there was very little like successful right. role players in the middle. Right, right. Like yeah, he's beating up on Kim Olajuwon and. Patrick Ewing and the Knicks, and yada, yada. But leading on to the LeBron cementing his legacy conversation leads me to one of my other points. Kevin Durant, at worst, top three player in the NBA last yep. season, behind Curry and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Definitely there now. Joins the Golden State Warriors in free agency last year yep. in July. Joins the best season of all time, the team that he almost beat in the playoffs, and most people thought the Oklahoma City Thunder were the best team in the playoffs in terms of the way they were playing. Yep. He goes and joins that team, which is a perfect fit in terms of, you know, the way they run their offense. Basically take out Harrison Barnes, put Durant in. We know that. And we're seeing it now this season. Kevin Durant's never been this efficient. He's not jacking up more threes. He's taking about the same amount of threes he always has. But he's getting more dunks, getting more layups. Right. Assist numbers are as high as they ever have been. He's just playing the best basketball he ever could because he's on a team that maximizes his talents. Right. So how do you feel about that now, Jeff? It's been a while. Season's already well underway. Durant joined the Warriors. Well, and freeing I never, up Russell Westbrook, which is his own thing. I never had a problem with it. Me neither. I was fine with the move. Let the man go where he wants to go. Who am I to tell him how to live his life and how to do his own yeah. job? I found it very... like It was always like, oh, you should have stayed, this, that, and the other thing. I don't really think players in the NBA are really too concerned about yeah. like legacy and stuff like that. Right now, they're just kind of chasing the rings, chasing the money and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And if this is the best opportunity for him to win, because the biggest knock on Kevin Durant is he can't win. Yeah. So now he puts himself in a situation where, okay, you can win now, and then all of a sudden now everyone's trashing him. I think the Thunder, too, may not have been as talented as we thought they were when they were going through, and I think they were relying on Durant. Russell Westbrook, because they're not winning as yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, they're the five seed right now, technically, but they're not really beating many of the good teams. No, and the thing is, Russell, Russell Westbrook can put up He all, has to do everything. He can do Six all Six straight the, triple doubles in a row as a time recording. Right, and that's fine. All good. Incredible. <laughs> but somebody's got to get the numbers. Yeah. Kind of like an Anthony Davis. Somebody's got to get the numbers. Yeah. Or it's on white side. Somebody's got to get the numbers. Yeah. So I feel like the numbers are just coming through Westbrook because the offense runs through Westbrook. Yeah. And I think Highest usage rate ever, actually, at the moment. We'll and, see if that lasts. Right. And the, Very like, well could. And the thing there is, I think it's showing that he can't carry a team. Yeah. Because, okay, yeah. It's, early. I, it's, it's early. I don't, don't want to say that yet. Uh, they're doing better than I thought they would I'll be. I'll say it. I thought they're going to be a 500 team, and I still think, I still think they're going to be out of the playoffs or at the bottom. But here's the thing: the Mike Conley injury to Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, six weeks minimum, that opens a spot for the Thunder to get in. Right. The Timberwolves being way worse than almost all of us thought. Yeah, I don't know. They're, what's going they're, on, they're clearly still a young team that doesn't know how to win games in the fourth quarter. The Tibbs factor we kind of overrated because I think they're just they're still a little little younger. Right. Those are two teams that are not doing as well, leaving the door open for the Thunder. Thunder do a little bit better than I thought they would be without getting in the playoffs. Right. So that, that's where I'm at right now at that. But 
I mean, we have to think about Durant. We got to think maybe he just didn't want to play with Russell anymore. Russell clearly is is a talented enough guy to run his own team. We know this. Right. I've said it with Harden years years before. So maybe he just didn't want to play with Russell anymore, who was so darn ball dominant. Maybe he just wanted to go on a team that actually ran a real system because we always dogged the OKC offense for not really being one. And no. Just kind of they would compete and win so many games surely on the superior talent of Duran West. Absolutely. And, and it's just kind of get the ball made, to one of them and just yeah. kind of see what they can do. And, and then they would make their teammates better as a result. So, you know, I don't want to, and everyone's like, oh, it was a, you know, it was a, a lame, no heart move to go join a team that beat you and can't beat them, join them. We shouldn't teach our kids that. I'm like, Kevin Durant played in Oklahoma City. Yep. Middle of the country. Yep. Uh, he didn't play there by choice. They drafted him and he was there. And he was a great guy in the community. Won a very good team. For almost his whole career, basically, as soon as from the second year, second uh, season of his career. Right. If he wants to leave, let the man leave. And, and I'm not going to fault his character or his heart or his competitiveness because he joined the best team. Right. You, there's very few guys in the NBA that would say no to join the Warriors. Right. And also, if you want to blame someone, blame Curry's ankles. Because if Curry's ankles weren't so bad, Curry would have had a more expensive contract when he signed his first extension. And then the cap would not have allowed Durant to come to the Warriors. So it's really all Curry's fault. Well, that's an interesting take. <laughs> and what really angers me about this whole situation, too, is say you're working at a job. Yeah. The job's a good job, but you know you could, do, you could be doing better. You could be going to a better place with a better <laughs> benefits, maybe better pay. But you're not going to become the CEO stuff. of that first job, Jeff, if you leave. I don't think you have any character if you leave that first job. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> would leave to take that job. So I think it's very – I don't like holding athletes to that yeah. level. And because who are athletes? Like athletes are somebody who we watch for our entertainment. We don't really care about their character. If we cared about their character, we wouldn't be watching football. We wouldn't be yeah. watching these other sports <laughs> that are doing all these quote-unquote like immoral yeah. things. Oh, so Tyree like, Kill, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver who's like breaking out right now. A horrible, terrible human being. Right. So it's just with one of these things like, okay, you're not going to hold them accountable if they hit somebody with their car. God forbid they move to a different team. Yeah. And then also... God forbid there's the team that he lost to before. Also, if that if Durant went to your team, whoever you are listening, if he went to your team, you would be ecstatic and you wouldn't be questioning his character. Yeah. It's just he decided to go there. If he decided to go to Miami, I would have been ecstatic. I would have been like, oh, he left to do this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. Or if he went to Boston. Sure. I, think Bo- I think Boston actually might be the best example of another team he could have gone to, yeah. where it looks like the team is one that one big piece away still, yep. and it looks like if Durant went there, they could easily be the one team in the East, I think, personally. Yeah. So, what is he going there? Is that a bad character on his part? Like, I don't know. I think it's stupid. And, and lastly, um, before we move on, Carl Malone and John Stockton never won with the Jazz. Malone left at the very end with the Lakers, right? With Kobe, and he didn't win. No one gives Karl Malone and Stockton gold stars for. Hey, you didn't leave. You stuck it out. Sorry, you didn't end up getting that ring. Right. If Durant stays in Oklahoma City the whole time and doesn't get a ring, he's only faulted for that. Right. He's not going to be commended for sticking out with his one team. Absolutely. Especially in today's NBA, where people generally don't stick it out. Right. The loyalty is very. If he wants the ring, go put yourself in the best position to get the ring. Right, because that's it's not we... easy. He's not going to just waltz his way into this, despite how great they're playing. And this also goes back to LeBron's legacy. Yep. LeBron must be ecstatic that the Golden State Warriors team he somehow miraculously beat got better by adding 
one of the top three players in the NBA. Absolutely. Like, this is a great challenge for LeBron. I don't know if he can pull it off, but I would love to see him do it because of what it would mean for his legacy. I, and I hate doing this, but we always judge people, judge players, based on the amount of rings they have. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, it's not just that one person. You have a whole team on your hands here. Yeah. So how do you blame LeBron for a team like 09, where yeah. he went to the, he was on the Cavs, drafted on the Cavs, and he had this terrible team with Boogie Gibson, Ilgowskis is probably the yeah. second best player on there. Yeah. So it was just a dreadful team from the get go, and he somehow brought him to the finals. But Jordan never did anything like that. Mm-hmm. Jordan had to get other players around him because if you remember the first year that Jordan played against um, the Bad Boys of Detroit. He lost to them mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yep. So LeBron brought his team there, and he's now faulted for having that loss in the finals, even though yeah, like it's just it's baffling. Something people don't bring up enough about LeBron is when he was very young on Cleveland, he very quickly made that Cavs team into a contender. Yes, and that actually kind of stunted the team's development because in his whole first stint with the Cavs, he never really got anybody good next to him. The best player with him was Mo Williams when he was younger, yeah. remember? Mo Williams was quite good back then. He was an all-star. But basically, LeBron teams never stunk for long. They never got high draft picks. They, sure. never, they never got a Wiggins and a Towns together. It was just LeBron. Right. So that's half the reason that team never got so talented. People never really bring that up. LeBron was so good that he got this crap team to be a contender because right. of his greatness. And lastly, in the end, speaking of greatness, last season, three... First bout Hall of Famers, or soon to be anyway, retired. Kobe Bryant, obviously we know that. We've talked about the oh, farewell tour God, before. He's done. Kevin Garnett. Yep. And Tim Duncan. Yep. All retired last year. KG didn't really play much on the Wolves. Tim Duncan still played a fair amount, but he had clearly had slowed down. Yeah. And Kobe had just become a volume shooter that had could no get way. his points, but at the detriment of his team winning. Right. So, Jeff, who do you think is the uh, the oldest guys left in the league? I, I pulled the information. There's, there's a handful of old heads left. Because I feel like th- these players represent the pre-LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Paul, Mello, 2003. Right. The modern NBA basically started with those guys. Because those are the, you know the stars now. Right, the 03 class. But we have we have a we have a, a few guys left from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Is Ginobili one? Yeah, Mario Ginobili's from the 99 draft. Okay, Dirk's got to be up there. Yep, Dirk is the 98 draft. Yeah. One of them is on the Clippers, and Chris Paul recently gave him CPR when he missed the dunk. I don't know if you saw this. The fake CPR, that's true. Paul Pierce. Yep, Paul Pierce. He's retiring after this year. He's got really nothing left. Right. Jamal Crawford's got to be getting yep, close. Jamal I feel like he's been around for Jamal a Jamal Crawford time. and your guy, Mike Miller, ah! are the only guys left from 2000. Oh, what a terrible 99 draft. also has Jason Terry and Meta, World Peace. Meta's oh. technically on the Lakers still. He doesn't right. play. Doesn't he coach there now? Isn't he like in the no, he, he's the 15th man. No, he's not. Yeah. I thought they were... No, he made the team out of the training oh, camp. Oh, right, because he was going to be a coach if he didn't make the team, yeah. right? Pretty That's crazy. funny, man. And then uh, Vince Carter, also from 98. He's probably the most effective oh, one. Car- yeah, Vince Carter's still... He's pretty serviceable. He starts sometimes. Shout out Vince Carter for becoming a... Awesome three and D guy. Yeah, starting nine. He's the oldest guy in the NBA right now. I think he's the best example of somebody who transitioned their game Mm -hmm. to fit with their age. Considering what he used to be, yeah. Right, because I mean, if you look, he's an athleticism guy, and his athleticism clearly left him, but he's still an effective role player right now. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And also, technically, uh, Birdman went undrafted in 1999, and he didn't actually make the NBA until a few years later. He played overseas. Right. But he, I guess he counts. Then if you look at 01 and 02, I didn't write all these down, but there's a few left up. Pagasol, Mike Dunleavy. Oh, there you go. I'm already just retired. Right. But those ones are very thin as well. So 
we're getting to that point where that la- the last era of the NBA basically is gone. I guess we have to be in a new era now, right? We're, I don't know. It's tough because LeBron, Chris Paul, they still have a ton of years left. Right. Wade's a little aged but still playing well. Melo, same thing. And Bosch, Bosch might be gone. But That 03 draft class came in pretty young for the most part. Yeah, well, that was back when he could still come at 18. Right. So I feel like a lot of those guys, I feel like that particular draft and beyond is going to be around for a little while. I think the oldest one out of that is probably Wade, right? Yeah, he went to college. Melo went to college, too. Yeah. And Paul. So it'll be interesting to see how all of them age and adjust. But as you said, there's still plenty of years ahead of those guys. So Yeah. The 90s are almost done. Uh, Jason Terry, the most notable thing he did was uh, give J.R. Smith a hug last week when <laughs> J.R. took the playoff. <laughs> and then did you hear the press conference afterwards? He, he didn't just know didn't he was remember. In... He was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was in the game. Uh, J.R. had a really good year last year, but at the end of the day, he's still J.R. Smith. <laughs> Oh, also, uh, just happened last night, Clay Thompson, 60, 60 points, points in 29 Ridiculous. minutes. Ridiculous. On one hand, I wish he won for more, because he clearly was in striking distance of Kobe's age, mm-hmm. right? But 60 in 29 minutes is, I feel like it's itself its own distinction. Oh, that's for sure. Incredible. If you still have any belief in a Clay Thompson trade, I, I believe we can put that to rest. Yes, I think so, too. So I want to talk about two funny stories of the year. Yes. Who we were talking about. This is also pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a couple funny things happened throughout the year. But I, I'm going to focus on two. The first one is from the NFL draft this year. Yep. With out of nowhere, we're all watching the draft, <laughs> and out of nowhere, Twitter blows picture up. <laughs> shows up on Instagram. Yep. And then it's Larry Tunsil smoking out of a gas mask. <laughs> and I'm like... He's not just smoking weed. Oh, no. He's smoking out of gas mask. And we're looking... He's really like, about it. <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? And everyone's like, why did they do this, this, that, and the other thing? And then all of a sudden, he got hacked. And then... Well, he definitely got on. hacked. There's no way he Oh, there's po- no way he posts that. Of course not. So he gets hacked. This is going on. And the guy who was supposed to be... I We projected the top of the draft... Yeah, the number one lineman. ...is all of a sudden going behind these people who have no justice being taken ahead yeah, of him. What do you want? 13th the Dolphins? Yeah. Around there? Yeah, around there. The and Titans just, took the other guy, Conklin, instead. Conklin, who's not that good. And he's good. He's still really good this year. He's a big help for them, but... It's just funny because... He's not better than Tunsil. No. Tunsil, uh, Tunsil hasn't played all the games this year, but it's because he got injured. Right, and but with Tunsil this crazy. year, you haven't heard anything about him, and the yeah. Dolphins offensive line this year has been playing fantastic. Yeah, it turns out... Yeah, J.H.I. Yeah, J.H.I. Yeah, Tur- so. Turns out uh, Tunsil's not a, a bad guy. How about that? And then another one, real quick, happened on the Los Angeles Lakers last year. Yes. And only in twenty sixteen could this happen. There was a little bit of a meeting between Nick Young or Swaggy P and D'Angelo Russell talking to Nick Young. Yep, Nick Young talking about getting with all these girls, this that and the other thing. And then the video leaks, however it leaks, we don't know. Snapchat apparently. And Russell Snapchat. It got into the hands of uh, Russell was recording and that was the that's the takeaway. Right. And Lo and behold, Iggy Azalea, some, yeah. just like the rest of us. Nick all, Young's wife. Yes, that's an important well, part of the story. Well, ex-wife now because yeah. of that. It was just, just a funny, only in 2016, the young guys. Like We just talked about like all these old guys leaving. Yeah. And now this is what the NBA was looking like for a little while. Yeah. And D'Angelo Russell, who, in my opinion, was being underplayed in the first place because oh, definitely. was just a mess last year. Byron Scott. But now the guy who was supposed to be the new leader of the team when Kobe leaves. He's getting freezing, frozen out at like lunches and stuff. Lou Williams wouldn't talk to him for a while. Right. And now Nick Young is having a good year. 
Yeah, I was like seventeen points. A Shout out Luke Walton. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna give that to. What's the, what's their out of uh, Huddle's chance? They say uh, we love basketball. That's what they yell. So he really got these guys to buy in. And yeah, and, he, the, and even Lou Williams well. and Nick Young, which is pretty crazy, yeah. especially Nick Young. You got him to be so good that you will start him and have Clarkson lead your bench unit. It's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you have any notable stories out of 2016, we know there's others. You let us know. Tweet at the show at Mercy Rule Pod on Twitter, of course. You can also tweet at us personally. You can follow me at Martin Swagger, M-A-R-T-A-N-S-W-A-G-R. Dave, what a time to be alive. Tis the season, Dave. Yes, it is. You can follow me at Jeff, J-E-F-F underscore L-A-U-D. Holla at you, boys. 